Hello, kapla, and welcome everyone to our fan cast. We're a Star Wars boy, a Star Trek girl, and a sci-fi wingnut talk about the new Star Trek series, Strange New Worlds. We are super excited to geek out, talk about the new show, so let's bring in the intro music and get going. Welcome to Strange New Worlds Fancast Episode 5, Spock Amuck. I cannot say that, but I got through it that time. <laughs> uh, this is a fantastic episode, and I cannot wait to get into it. However, we have had two emails. Two whole emails. Two emails. One was kind of a thing, and then the other one was from a listener. And... Uh, what uh, what I'd like to do is read the emails first, and because uh, I said I would, and uh, then we'll get into the episode. So uh, awesome. with that uh, with that happening, we have the first email from Grizak or Grizz AK. Uh, Beef and I are uh, he also listens to another cast. We uh, Beef and I do, and uh, we are of different minds on how that's presented. I like Grizak because it sounds more barbarian. Uh, sounds clean. Yeah, exactly. Beef is of the persuasion that that is actually Grizz AK. Well, I mean, uh, it can go either way. I'm assuming if Grizz, however it's pronounced, is listening, he may send us a phonetic response. He may. I I like Grizzak because it sounds more powerful. But, uh, look, I have a long history of mispronouncing listeners' names. One time we had a listener called Don AZ for Arizona. And I called her Dawn Easy. <laughs> I remember oh, that. I'm like, I thought it was Easy E. I swear to God. Actually, actually, having met her, <laughs> she take that. Actually, she took it great. She's like, you know, sometimes I am Dawn Easy. It depends on how much liquor I've had. <laughs> she was super cool. Um, Wasn't she a GWC listener? Yes. Oh yes. And she's the one that showed up one time with beef with the matching tattoo on the arm. Oh yeah. See, I remember her. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, they did matching costumes and stuff and. Um, Beef was sure that was going to be his girlfriend until he found out that she was married. Uh, <laughs> she was super cute. Uh, anyway, well, wait, wait a minute. Did that preclude them from being for her from being his girlfriend? Uh, with her, it did. With him, it okay. mattered. She said denied. She said denied. But they were super good friends, and they talked for a long time. Um, he was he was super. Uh, they, she is a super nice lady. Uh, anyway, Grizak uh, says. Sean, Jake, and Shannon love the new cast and have to say this new Star Trek could round out to be pretty good. Like Jake, I'm just as much a Trekkie as I am a Star Wars fan and can appreciate the difference. Thinking back to the past Trek series, I have to be honest. I prefer the arc storylines over episodic. It seems to provide more development to overall world uh, being presented and a better flow over time. That being said, I've just picked up Paramount, so I now have to catch up on all the other new series they have out uh, in the last few years. Discovery, Picard, Lower Decks, Prodigy. Any recommendations on where to start on those? Thanks again for all. Uh, for bleh. thanks again for you. All you three are doing. I cannot read that sentence for some reason. It is much appreciated. As a side note, <laughs> Shannon 
Hella sexy voice. Sean, you're a lucky SOB. And Jake, always good to hear what you have to say. Grizak! You can't say that without doing the hand I can't. I have to do the grabby claw hand gesture. Grizak! Leon! Yeah. Actually, I was was thinking it sounded like a Wookiee name. (laughs) It's probably Grizak. To me, it sounds more like a Klingon. Yeah, I just powerful wizard. If we're talking Klingon, it sounds more like a battle cry. <laughs> Grizzard! I was going to say, as they scream out their names. You know, like he should have a companion. B4! You know, like stuff like that. Dumas! Gowron! <laughs> right. Yes. Um, you don't want to be Duras. Uh, first of all, let me uh, backwards to front. Uh, I totally agree with you that Shannon has a hella sexy voice. I've always said that. Aww, um, it was it was one of side note. It was one of the few things like when we were dating, I used to fall asleep to because I find her voice very soothing when she talks to me and I'm I like I'm having trouble going to sleep or I've had a rough day or something like that. I just want her. It's like that uh, that moment in the Born Identity where. Uh, Maria's just talking, speed talking while they're in the car for three and a half hours, and and she stops talking, and he's like, "Why'd you stop talking?" She's like, "I've been speed talking for three hours. This can't possibly be something you want to listen to." He's like, "Actually, I find it very relaxing. I had a headache. It was just moving to the back. So please keep talking." <laughs> I find her just the same. Which um, is, I'm completely opposite. I I don't even listen to our own podcast. I don't. I sound like a five-year-old. I don't you do like not it. sound like a five-year-old. You do sound like a little country girl, which is what you are. I, I am a country girl, and you know, Texas, but, hello. But I, I've always found your voice very relaxing. Like I used to fall. There were times when I'd fall asleep on the phone with her because I, I found, like, I'd nudge the phone into my ear and I would just listen to her talk, and it was so restful, and I was so stressed and stuff that. And one time we fell so asleep. So great that your parents got mad at us for having a long-distance phone call back when we had regular house phones, oh, right? Yeah. And it was long-distance for eight hours because did I didn't hang up and you did age ourselves the fact that we're old enough to actually have done that over house a long phones, yes. distance? Yeah, house phones, long distance, and we had an eight-hour phone call long distance, several of them. Then <laughs> neither one of us were talking. Neither about. one of them were talking, and neither one of us were talking, and we didn't hang up and because we both fell asleep talking. I had to pay some overtime for that one. Yeah, it was like $375 phone bill uh which at the time remember this was the 90s it was outrageous so my dad was unhappy but anyway i have always grizz uh found her voice very sexy and very uh, to me personally very calming i it, it's very soothing to me uh, and, and to and to comment on his statement about me i'm amazed to this day that anyone has any care for anything I have to say. So. Now, see, that's that's not fair because I always like what you have to say. That's why I cast with you on various subjects. I've always found what you that's have to why say we interesting. Picked you. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so, uh, on recommendations, definitely Picard. Uh, if you've oh, seen yeah. TNG, Picard was it would be what I start with because it is phenomenal. TNG is where I started my entry into Star Trek, into the Trek world. Mm-hmm. TNG. I saw the original series, but I really wasn't into it. TNG was the right, one I exactly. was like my Star Trek. Because as much as y'all make fun of me on, on not watching the original, I did not watch a lot. I've seen a few episodes, but not enough to say, okay, I'm gonna go. Oh, I'm gonna go watch the original Star Trek. It's not gonna happen. It, it doesn't just, hold it up doesn't as well hold it for me. as as TNG does. TNG, even... especially past the third season. Well, 
Okay, we've all talked about how when you watch TNG in high def, you can see how cardboard everything is. Oh, yeah, is. you can see the plywood and the paint okay. and the carpet. But scene. it was, you know, the, the 80s. The original series is even worse. even worse. Oh, yeah. No, it's bad. From there, I think I would jump to the first two seasons of Discovery. Discovery yes. is really where I went, oh, my God, and I finally found a new Star Trek that I liked. Not, not including the movies. Now, if we're going to go movie-wise, the first Star Trek with Pine, Chris Pine is a great place to start. I for the series on Paramount, I would go like if you're if you grew up in the 80s or TNG, 90s or whatever, Picard. TNG for sure. Picard after that because I think those two are kind of a box set. They they Picard is well, yeah, they what talk about happens. Each other. Yeah. yeah, what is what happens after TNG? Now, a long time after TNG, but after TNG. Like 20 something years after. Yeah. So well, the other thing about Picard is is that even though there are grand cosmic things going on around him in the background it is very much a very very personal story about oh, picard yeah it's not a cast it's, i mean well it is a well no no it is a cast but even then which e- even in this series this last uh, uh season especially even though there are big epic things going on around them then he has to save the damn universe at the end of the whole thing, it just comes down to just a very, very personal story. It was, yeah, yeah, the, the, exactly. The, the whole thing to be solved at the end was so simple and so personal that brought everything together. Now, it was orchestrated, but at the same time, you know, it, it, it was all about him. And yeah. all of these have been all about him. Well, it's the name. Yeah, and it's it, yes. but you don't really know that. You just think, oh, you know, it's Star Trek Picard, and and it's you know because he's head of the the show or whatever, and it's not. It's it's really it and, is his and, journey. I like and how if, they're bringing and if you past. Haven't fig- and you have, if you haven't figured out yet, it's as he's coming to the end of his days. I mean, he's even in that point of time, he's just under a hundred years old. Um. You know, he's this is him putting together, putting uh, aside the things that he feels that he's failed at. The first one was about data. The second one was about his childhood and his parents and his family. Uh, I don't know what the third one's going to be about, but at the same time, this is him, you know, coming to terms with the things that he feels he's either been wrong about or failed at well, through his life. Well, considering Crusher's coming into the third season, I think his failed marriage might pop up I, somewhere. I, I don't know, but I can tell you that I would not would let go not of that hot Romulan. Let go Romulan. of sugar hips. Yeah. No, 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 no. Definitely going for the Romulan. I definitely, definitely go for going the Romulan. for the Romulan. Yeah. Oh. She's a sweatheart. I discovered not, her. Not only in, that, but like Romulans and Vulcans, I'm, I'm definitely finding that that could be a thing. Okay. They, 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 You're going to make no, me cheat. There's no prevarication there with Romulans and Vulcans. They just tell you. Mm -hmm. I have always been, probably always will be a Crusher fan. But the Romulan on Picard, I had to go look her up. Yeah, but but look at what happened with with Picard and Crusher over seven seasons. You know, neither one of them was willing to say anything. Now, it, it, as much as Picard hadn't changed at the beginning of the season, he's he's with a Romulan chick whose husband just died, and her first statement is, "Let's get together." Oh yeah. So I I'm fine with that. But in order to to kind of get you going, Grizz, my personal thing would be Picard first. If you've seen 
next generation. Picard first. The first two seasons of Discovery, then drop it. Lower decks, all of it. And it, and if you are a TNG fan, lower decks is amazing. Oh my god, it's so good. It's every <laughs> joke that you have ever thought about with with. Star- I wonder how this happens. They answer that question, and it's exactly what you think it is. You know, I can't get into the cartoon version, but that's just because I'm very picky on my cartoon versions. I it just oh, I can't go so with you good. on that. It's all it's, it's so, so good. good. It is awesome, but. Uh, Grizz, uh, let's see here, uh, storylines, I, I like episodic, I also like arcs, I, I, I kind of like both. I'll, I'll actually break it down very, very s- simply. If you're going to be in a story arc, especially these days, then just give me the whole damn season. <laughs> if you're going to do it week to week to week to week to week, episodic is better. Uh, and, and, yeah, maybe. And, and the other, but the other part about it is, is, uh, as much as I do also enjoy a good story arc, I think more than anything else, what I'm enjoying, especially with it being episodic, is that nostalgia back to the original series. Even if the original, <laughs> even if the original series was campy and goofy, just that level of nostalgia that we're getting at the moment is is just awesome. Well, yeah, because we're going to go over that in the the episode here. Uh, but the. Uh... The other thing I would like to do is we got another email that was kind of cool. Uh, this one comes from uh, uh, Carlos. Carlos, and Carlos is uh, he sent us a thing on how our little podcast here is ranking in uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, so we are in the top hundred in both the U.S. and Canada in the TV reviews section. Thanks to you guys. Well, and, damn. Yeah, and uh, we are 37th in Canada and 65th in the United States, which is, again, top cool. 50 in Canada, top 100 or uh, top 75 in the United States in the TV reviews categories. Look at it. I knew I liked the Canadians. Days. You know, so... Uh, the... I like plenty of Canadians. <laughs> I can name a few. Stop. Uh, Just a couple. <laughs> no. Why? This is not a Winona podcast. Or a Cat Burrell podcast. Leave me alone. I, n- no. Sometimes I don't like you. I know that. Okay. All right. But thank you. Uh, thank you guys for downloading, man. That's really cool. Which uh, This is only ranking us in the Apple podcast. But you know what? We did pretty good. So that's awesome. Pretty good. I- I'm super happy. Uh, for a podcast that happened on a way. Hey, we're doing a podcast that Apple actually likes. I know. I've, that's never happened for me. You know uh, normally what? It's, it's funny how we were not even going to attempt to do Apple. Yeah, but too because, many people asked for it. Well, at first it wasn't going to be possible because we don't own any Apple products, right? Except my work phone. That was the only way. <laughs> it's the we only built. way we could do it. We didn't have any other Apple phones but or any other devices. Even though there might have been other people asking for it, the person who suggested, you know, you should do a podcast on this. I, I, I know how you like doing podcasts, and I miss hearing you guys. It, she could only listen on Apple. I'm so, like, damn it. <laughs> we're on Apple because of you, Carolyn. Yeah, so uh, it was it was cool. It was cool. I, I enjoyed uh, talking to everybody and, and making sure that uh, it got released on everything we could possibly release it on. So it was, it was super nice to, to do that. Now, uh, we have... What I consider to be... This is my favorite so far. Of all the... uh, I will even go so far as to say of all the Trek episodes I've ever watched, this is in the top five. 
I don't know if I go quite that far. Oh, maybe not the top five. Oh, I would totally. Top ten, maybe. If you I could had pick, a really, really good time watching this episode. I, I, this was exactly this what I wanted was from so the series. Me. It was so oh, me. Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. so much. I'm telling you, Una is my girl. I can all I can say, <laughs> Una and and my characteristics are the same. It's, it's and we it's found uncanny. out so many wonderful things about Chapel. Oh man. That is my girl. I have a prediction about Chapel, but I'll get into that in a minute. Well, we had actually four storylines, really. Five if you want to count Mbenga. Uh, we had the uh, Pike and uh, delegation, you know, peace negotiation stuff. We had Una and La'an on the ship doing their... Uh, bingo. Their <laughs> doing bingo. We had the... Uh, uh, Pring and Spock. Pring and Spock, and we had... Chapel and Ortegas, plus Mbinga, so that's five. Yeah. Now Mbinga was really easy. It's like I'm wearing a fishing hat. I went fishing. So I mean, it's cool, and it's cool that he got to do it, and he was doing his thing. However, the big four storylines this time, and they did a fantastic job of rolling between them. Every time they switched to something, you got something else you didn't know you were going to get, and it was, it was flawless. For lack of a better term, it was flawless. Who knew I needed Star Trek Bingo? Can I still bask in the fact that Chapel obviously has a man or woman in every port? Oh, that's so good. She not only is she bi, she Woo-hoo! is. Yeah. Welcome to June, people. Welcome yeah. to June. Um, not only is she bi, she's kind of yeah, like she's she's like a typical sailor. She's got somebody wherever she goes. She's like a dude, like me. Yeah, she's <laughs> like a, she just collects them, you know. I. Okay. And just desperately doesn't want anyone to get serious. I, I'm going to say a prediction, and I could be totally wrong. And that's okay. I've been wrong before. Why bring it up if they're not going to... The little side... I think she likes Ortegas. What? No, she likes Spock. I think she likes Spock. She she just decided that she's... Oh, she to, okay. She's I can see that, too. Spock. I can see it, too. See? That's, she's good at being... But I can see both. No. So Ortega, she's not going to tell Ortegas. That's what Ortegas the thing is the is her wingman. Yeah. Because they were working out. Awesome wingman. No, Ortegas already jumped on a grenade or two for her and helped her out of a few situations. Ortegas is the wingman. Yeah. Okay, then I retract it because I was seeing something at the end, but now that makes sense. Yeah, she's trying not to say anything because she's going after. She has feelings for a an engaged man. But do you remember the first episode? I, I said something about her because we all, you know, because based off of the Star Trek movie, we thought that. That Uhura and Spock was going to have a thing, but no, just be- you thought Uhura just because and Spock. it happened no, no, in the that, movie, right? See, that was a different universe, right? Different all universe. Together. But when they were on the ship and she was changing her DNA, she was flirting with Spock. Well, yeah. Okay. And and he's Jeff- he's the interesting guy with the interesting ears. She likes the interesting ones. Well, we know he's 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 not going to be able to hold to Pring. Oh hell no! No God no! No. She'll whip his butt. I'd, Although I I, I hold her. really identified with the whole thing they were going through. Uh, because anybody who's been married at all or had a long, long-term relationship at all has to. And I don't care. If, and I was telling Shannon this. I don't care if you're a logic alien or human so or use that word. whatever it is. Logic alien. If, no matter what it is, if you are trying to work out a, a, a long-term relationship, you are going to have... A, a, for lack of a better analogy, work-life balance issue with you and your partner. We did. 
Everybody, everybody does. I can't imagine anybody just just seamlessly sinking the gears on that. But from the word go. But that wasn't actually kind of that. Well, okay, I'll rephrase. That was the point. But the point of it was to show you how a couple that does not deal with things in a human way. A human way is emotional. You love each other. You figure it out. Exactly. They're they're trying to logic their way out of something that really doesn't have a logical answer. And like I said, it doesn't matter if you're a logic alien, a human or whatever, or half human or whatever it is you are. You still have the same problems. You could like uh, we did a thing where I did a thing when we were watching the episode when they would give the lines. It's like pause. I'm like, you're late for dinner. Why are you late for dinner? This blows. You know, and then we go through the things. And he's like, my bad. You know, I mean, that's he did the same thing that anybody, yeah, any, any couple would do, yeah. any couple would do, you know. And then when you hear Chapel break it down afterwards, you said you were going to be home for dinner and you weren't. You suck. You got to prioritize. You got you're going to have to figure this out, man. You're going to have to prioritize her over the things that you're doing and, until you can reach some kind of happy medium and some kind of balance <laughs> where you guys are fine. And, of course, when she says, try to see it from her point of view, he takes things a little bit too A little too bit far. too serious. Way too literally. Yeah. <laughs> it did not mean from her. Now, I'm going to tell you. He missed some opportunities there. I'm just saying. If the first thing that happens if Shannon and I ever swap bodies is like, all right, first thing we're going to do is we're going to do uh, uh, some alone time and, and see if we can work work one out. And then we're going to... Work one, <laughs> and then we're gonna Not work, work one it out. out. Yeah. Work so, one so, out. So, I got so you. So that, that, so basically, you're saying is that's the very first thing you want to see from each other's point of view. Yeah. That's, oh, no, oh that's, yeah. That's the headsets where his mind goes. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's what I want to see from my point of view. You know, like all right, well, uh, okay. let's work can, this out. Can Can I take us back to Warehouse 13 when they switch bodies? And and you you know the first thing he did was look down her shirt. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> Jake, can I just stop and tell you that I love you? <laughs> you just brought it back and did something for. Do you even realize how much of a fan I am in Warehouse 13? Yeah, but, but at the same time, especially that character, you know the first thing he did was run to a mirror and strip down. Oh yeah. Yeah, Micah. Oh, yeah. Micah is my dream girl. Oh, man. Shannon has a huge thing for Micah. Joe. <laughs> Not even just Joe, but Micah. Yeah, Micah. Micah. Uh, so I, I almost named our first kid after that. Actually, that's not even true. Kayla's name was going to be Micah for a very short time, for about you a said week. It's not even true. It is true. Yeah. I was going to name her Micah. No, yeah. That's, uh, sorry. It's not even a joke. <laughs> it was going to be Micah for about a week. But uh, I, I mean, you know that's... The, Totally what I'd do. Now, they missed an opportunity on that, personally. Lots of opportunities, yep. Yeah, oh, yeah. But he... Even Chap was like... What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so, I, uh, I I enjoyed that just immensely. It was it was well-written and well-done. Like, look, even the Logic Aliens have problems with this. Okay, but, but we have skipped over, if we're talking about the Spock storyline, we have skipped over a major nostalgic... Oh my God! Moment. I told you in the first episode, I want to hear the old battle, the old Kirk battle music. 
And we well, finally, got it. it took five no, episodes, it, but it, I got it, it. It was the battle music. It was the environment. It was the same weapons. It, it oh, was basic. I think they may have even been choreographed as almost the same fight. <laughs> okay. Can we get to my favorite part? No. Why? We're still talking about the battle music. Come on. No. But, the, but, but once again, they Fine. absolutely went, okay, the people who've seen the original series are just going to have a conniption when they see this. And by the way, we're going to put Pike in the green jersey. Oh, my. That that was the part that just made me throw up. <laughs> he looks I, like I, he's wearing baby if, dupe. If you remember from the very first uh, cast we did, my state was as long as they don't bring the green Captain Rapper around. <laughs> then they brought the baby Cooper. They, they brought got... the green Captain Rapper around. It was oh awesome. My God. It well, was awesome. Least they, it's at not least awesome. they gave him the undershirt versus going the 70s Kirk man Hey, at least he's got the hair and the, ch- and the chin going for him. Uh, he has he's beautiful. A sexy man. That man has beautiful hair. I am I am jealous and in, in in very real terms. I am <laughs> I'm jealous. He's got the sexy jawline. Oh going. yeah, he does. He is working it on all levels. But uh, I, it, it's just, it's so good. I, the, but the best thing about this episode, <laughs> the best thing about this episode, my favorite part. Uh, yep, yes, is my is Laon and Una, because I swear to you, Laon <laughs> and Una are Besties. my wife. And her old partner Joe. So much paperwork. I there now. So thankfully, were, were they the unfun ones who decided to go through the whole list to try to figure out how to be fun, only to figure out that they're not fun and they're okay with it? Well, no, we were always fun and get in trouble. That no, was and that well, was the fun. Their idea of fun was working and was like, oh, we got a fight call, let's go, you know, and trying to be like, yes, I'm on it. Like they they Race loved you. yeah they loved the trouble when when Laon went back up <laughs> totally something I've done in my past it's, it's I'm not even gonna totally lie. something they've done with their interrogations and stuff this is like they have fun like Shannon has fun like Shannon it wasn't a good week unless she got at least one death threat like like the, the, the oh, shirt. but you have but but also Laon making the the ensign cry. That was, oh. <laughs> that was awesome. Shannon used but, to love making little girls cry. No, like little boys, little boys well, cry. It didn't. Okay, if it was a teenage girl who stole from Afterthoughts and just was all snotty and stuff like that, and then you finally broke her down because you were uh, going to call her mom, you telling me you didn't enjoy that. My favorite part ever was calling her mom because I had that seventeen-year-old boy that was such a mm, right. He was tight, talked all big. He get up in my face. I had to handcuff him. It was all fun, right? Until I had to call his mama because he wasn't quite old enough and he was still at, at 17. His mama came in and backhanded him in front of all of us and it was the greatest day ever. <laughs> the greatest day ever. You, you, you got to love the ones that when you when you tell them, I'm going to call your parents and they just look at you and go, just oh, take me to jail. Just put me in jail. Believe just... me, that's what he was saying. You can't do that. I'm, I'm an adult. Well, technically, you're still 17, so um, We're no. We're calling your mom. Got to call mama. <laughs> Let me make that phone call. Let me put you in jail. I love that day. J- j- jail's better. Jail's better, yeah. So, my, what was the line that, that Laon said to Una? About, about people? You're, you're totally They're fun. idiots. You are you're so, totally, so, you are so, so much fun. fun. I knew from that moment before there was going to be like a scavenger hunt slash. But you do have to admit the fact that they actually have that plate on the nose of the Enterprise for people to sign in that fashion. That was, was kind of really cool. cool. 
That was really Now, cool. I will have to admit that I misread Una's full name the first time. Her last name is apparently Riley. Mm-hmm. I yeah, misread Una it the Riley first time. And I misread it the first time and had to roll it back because I could have sworn she wrote Riker. <laughs> no, and, it was and Riley. Then, and then number one. And number one. Uh, I it just, I, for me, the whole episode was just flawless. Can you imagine the other cadets when they finally get to, to that point? Oh, my God. Oh, she's crap. Be- the, uh, the, They've been here. The unfun, you know, person. And <laughs> she's here. She's been here. She's beat us. <laughs> Where fun goes not, to die. Not only, yeah, not only did she die. beat you, but she beat you by managing to get out there without a spacesuit on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would freak me out. I don't do that. Yeah, Laon was freaked out. She's like, "Are you sure? You sure? I don't, I don't know." How do they do that without magnetic boots? That's what I want to know. They should have just been floating down that that tunnel. Yeah, they were. That's uh, okay, okay, plot hole. But um, plot maybe, hole? maybe they did right something. There. Because just because you have a force field on it doesn't, doesn't mean, mean you, you have, have gravity. gravity. Yeah, and you're outside the it's ship's. Tight. You're outside the ship's gravity, in, you know, plates and stuff like that. So I. I don't know. I don't know how they did well, that. Maybe they but did have boots. We should see it, but I don't think so. They click. They... Oh yeah, they did not. And you'd have heard it because they could speak to each other. So it'd it be had like Worf walking on the top of the plate when the, when the Borg warped it. How are you doing? <gasps> not well, sir. Blah, yeah. <laughs> Which was great. So their whole scavenger hunt was like geocaching. St- phaser Funny. duel on stun. And, and then wait, oh, you actually shot me. I'm sorry. That hurt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this this is something Joe I was and I would have done. Just to shoot her back. Oh yeah. Listen, all those years working in mall security, right? When the mall closed at nine o'clock was the best time of my nights because from nine to midnight, we were riding the electric wheelchairs back, and we were having races up, and we were playing capture the flag. I had such a best time. So. These two doing this through this episode remind me of those Not days. Not when we met, but when we were engaged, I would go engaged. to engaged. Uh, I would go up and see her uh, after work. And, and, <laughs> and she play. was in to play. Right, because it was the only time I got to see her. So, uh, and, and she's had many jobs in law enforcement and security and stuff. But during those 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 couple of mall years, it was hysterical. Because go, I'd go up to, to bring dinner to her, or, or we'd have dinner, or I'd get, pick something up and, and bring it to her. Because she doesn't get to leave the property, and the mall's closed. So she, if she didn't bring it with her, she wasn't going to eat. And... I'd bring it to her and stuff, and we'd go out in the mobile unit, which was an Azuzu <laughs> Trooper. And then after oh my we God, beat... I remember that. Yeah. I can't believe those things They're, survived no, us. I mean, they, they must have used the same vehicle for, like, every mall around. I'll tell you, we had no more suspension or shocks. No, no. It was... It, it, this thing was so clapped out, it wasn't even funny. But what she would do is proceed to try and make me lose said lunch by... Like, there was this huge hill, and she goes, watch this, and, which was always... Like, you're supposed to be cruising around at 10 miles an hour. You don't even need a seatbelt. <laughs> Shannon engages four-wheel drive and drives at a 35-degree angle straight up this right up hill. hill. And I'm like, ah, ah. And then, you know, the wheels are spinning and everything. She's digging Grass ruts. And, oh, yeah. And she's like, we'll blame it on a customer. It's, okay. it's fine. No cameras. There's yeah, no cameras. There's no cameras out here. It's fine. Uh, she would just do J-turns in the parking lot, which in an Isuzu Trooper or, is or, horrifying. Or, you know, those... Those drainage dips that are in the middle of the parking lot. Oh, yeah, she'd hit them doing 30 miles. No, dude, I hit them going like 60. <laughs> and we'd go airborne. That's why we had no more shocks. Yes, I know. You broke that car. You do the same to every vehicle you get in. You just it, you but, take it as a personal challenge to kill it. Good thing we had two. Oh, yeah, that's super good. It was awesome. I had fun. One time. And I played on the roof. 
where I broke my ribs, which was not fun. But still, <laughs> no, coming down the straight ladder was not fun over Joe's shoulder. No, not at all. <laughs> broke a rib. And I had to get back down to the office because the operations manager was coming in. We saw him from the roof. How you doing? So I had to sit. I just made it to the office, and I just made it to my desk, and I'm sitting there acting like everything's okay, and I can't even breathe. <laughs> yeah, broken rib. It's all good. It's I'm fine. fine. Have a good night, sir. Everything's five by five. It's all good. I'm like, there's uh there's some let's say history there for La'an. La'an and Una that is very familiar to us. Uh they their idea of fun it's not that they didn't have fun or didn't know how to have fun. They were just socially awkward and their socially fun not. was getting to do security and and getting to do yes. the the things that that senior uh, officers do. Very I'll mundane back up. Oh. I'm coming. I got that. Let's I'm, go I'm, check the batteries on the radios. Yeah. yeah. I'm your back. It's going to get me off. Yeah. It's going to get me off. Yeah. That's, that's, Lon's like, oh, let's go do this. That's just what I was going to do. I'm like, that's, that's so, Una is so me. Yes. Una is very much. You know, actually, you were Lon when, when you were like 20. You were way more Lon. Now, you're way more Una. Okay, where I was, was Laond was when she got dragged into the diplomatic scene and just started doing the. I'm gonna go do I'm, security I'm gonna things. Get out yeah. of here and do something else. Shannon just Shannon pauses. She's like, I don't want to be here. <laughs> I'm gonna go do some security paperwork things. <laughs> Which have been code for I'm getting the heck out of here because I don't do paperwork. I, I don't want to be here. Maybe that's what the difference is. <laughs> no, that, that, that was, this is the exact moment that I am going to have said the wrong thing. Yeah. <laughs> See, when I was in the 20s, I was on because I didn't know the difference on how horrible paperwork is. When you become number one, you have people like on that does paperwork. Right. Yes. So you can just. Uh, so now I don't want nothing to do with you. You can make the mess. But you don't have to write the report for I ain't it. writing it. Don't look at me. Don't involve me. I didn't see anything. <laughs> I saw nothing. Shannon hated paperwork. I still hate t- working in the jail. Every time I touch an inmate was paperwork and triple fits. No, I don't want nothing to do with you. She used to call, like, uh, when we were first married, she used to call home. and Or I used to call her. I'm like, hey, where are you at? Because it was like an hour and a half past when she was supposed to be home, and I was worried. Paperwork. And she's like, I am doing this paperwork. We had three incidents, and i got to write them all up in triplicate. And they didn't have the carbon paper stuff, because each one had to go to be slightly different stuff. And just to say how old I am, this was before computers. So everything was done by hand in triplicates. You have it never seen a more grumpy Texas girl than Sucked. <laughs> Don't. I don't want another edit. We're, we're, talking about, we're talking about before even the days that you could just put in a Xerox Shoes. machine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, this was... this you was. like how I did that, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> but uh, I... It was... It is so relatable for for us on so so many levels. The the Spock and T'Pring, uh Relationship issues, the Una and La, Laon, you know, just just having their own version of fun. I like how fun. besties that that Chapel and Ortegas. Oh man, this this was an episode I wasn't expecting. They took everything we wanted and just shot it in one episode. Well, I mean, I'm hoping that it shows you that you have interactions with these people. They're not just strict formal Starfleet officers. They get to have fun because they live there. And Ortega is still being exactly what I thought she would be. She she's the wing person. She's the ancillary character. She's the comic relief off to the side. 
Yeah. She's amazing. You want to talk about a sexy voice? Ortegas. I don't know what she's been in before. I well, think she, I've seen her in something. But she man, has the sexiest just, little voice. It is sexy. I do like it. It is. It so is Chapel, though. Yeah, well. well Chapel's got the overbite thing going on. This, you know. God, is she good looking. That that woman is truly beautiful. And I don't. I wonder if it's. I don't know if it's her or her character. Did you guys see her shoulder? She got like three little ring yeah, marks on it. Yeah, I saw that. I don't know if that's actually her or that's something for her character that they're going to explain later. I don't. I don't know. And it's just scars or something. Maybe. It's cute as hell. I don't. I, everything about her is. Everything about the women on this show are cute. Where Where is her? Where is the actress originally from? Well, I I think Australia. Oh, okay, I that would make so sense. That, that with her skin coloring, I'll, I'll bet you, and this is my own yeah, work life thing. She that that those are probably biopsy scars. Yeah, uh, she is uh, Australian access uh, access Act- actress. <laughs> I'm just actress. no, I'm projecting. Uh, best known for playing Christine Chapel in Star Trek: Strange New Worlds. In 2011, she appeared in season seven of of Australia's Next Top Model. Well, damn. Oh my which god! Means she's, which means she spent a lot of time in a bikini in Australia. Oh god! She was born in '92, which makes her. Uh, she was oh, born god. in the year <laughs> I was. We were sophomores. We were sophomores. We were sophomores when she was born. See how old Spring is. I was. I was. I was graduating high school. <laughs> how is this one? How old is she? I. You're looking at the exact same page quicker. I do, woman. Quicker. Well, there is no quicker. Here, you do the thing. Um, okay, I know you two were looking at it last week, but I actually finally saw what Dupring looks like without Vulcan yes! makeup. Yes. <laughs> now you see why I like Dupring. She is cute. She is cute. Hurry, babe. Hurry. How old is she? What are you clicking on? Let's go faster. You are giving me the information in a timely manner. Move your donkey. <laughs> yeah. Not printed the same, is it, woman? Ha, ha, ha. I mean, please hold while we look up this information. Please wait while your transaction is processing. <laughs> I just, I don't know. There's something about Jess Bush that is, honestly, she is, in my personal opinion, one of the most beautiful women I have seen uh, recently. I, I would put her in the number one slot currently because uh, she is just bewitching. I love her. I love her expressions. I love, uh, you know, the way she she interacts with the other. Just bewitching. Well, uh, actually, IMDb does not have a birth date for. I'm looking at the set. There's nothing on her. Oh, there's plenty on her. Just not her birth date. <laughs> <laughs> she's five six. It's got all kinds of stuff about her. It's got all the stuff she's been in, uh, but not her age, um, which I'm sure will. So maybe have to Google you. Oh, yes. I'm sure that will be terrible for her. Uh. <laughs> and to answer your question with regards to the actress who plays Ortega, she's played uh, bit parts in just about every cable series you've ever seen. She is She is so cute. Just so cute. Uh, I uh, Her voice. I, I would be surprised if she hasn't done voice work of some sort because she is she has the just a, a very rich, high, clear, cute voice. Um, from New York. You can, yeah, you now, tracks. You, you can, can see that. You can actually, hear. if you if you want to talk about good acting, just in the background without really actually actually being part of what was going on, uh, the young lady who plays uh, Uhura, 
while uh, Pike was doing his thing at the end where he's just telling them why they shouldn't join uh, the, the Federation. <laughs> I saw the that. look on her face as she's just looking back and forth between him and the Admiral waiting for the Admiral to just lose his. Uh, <laughs> yeah once again just for being part of the background and actually still acting your way through the scene that was genius uh they they have assembled in my personal opinion probably one of the greatest star trek episodes because for all intents and purposes what they did is lift the lid and let you see what you were really wanted to see like who are these people more than a character episode this well, was this was there, here we are there's an interaction that i don't think we're going to get to see that i would love to see just because the character is different than what we had in the original series mm. i would like to see this nurse chapel working with that mccoy <laughs> You know, in the first show... Well, uh, well, wait a minute. If you remember when, uh, in the first movie, when McCoy shows back up and his response was, I hear they made Chapel an MD. You got to get me a real nurse because I can't argue with her every time I have a diagnosis to make. Oh, it's going to be great. So at some point, you're going to have to think, okay, we're going to have to lose the current doctor that we have now. Well, yeah, but that that could be up until like six months before Kirk takes the Enterprise. That's true. I mean, you don't have Bones to Bones doesn't work with Pike. He's just no. with Kirk. No, yeah, he's, he's just with Kirk. So, I mean, it could be it could be a very short time before. I mean, they could Kirk could assume the Enterprise and bring Bones with him. You don't you, you, you don't mean, know. Really, at this, when it comes down to it, is the only people you're seeing now who are actually on that Enterprise are Spock, Uhura, and Chapel. Which, if you had to pick some, I would have never picked Chapel, but I understand why they did now. Because they can do anything with her. She does not have a huge mythos behind well, she, her. She, she was an ancillary character who never really said much. That's why I'm saying I would like to see this character interacting with McCoy. Right. Now, she did in the original series, and I have gone back and watched a couple of episodes with her in it, just because of that kind of thing, was she did care for Spock. Back yes. in the original series. And, you know, like when he was sick and he's laying there in the bed and she's like, you know, petting his hair and, and like worrying over him. And they have her shot with the softest filter you've ever seen in your <laughs> life. And you're like, oh, OK, so it's it's probably going to be Spock and and maybe her doing some things. But we know that Spock is she is 30 years old. Shannon has finally found Woo-hoo! it. Uh, Tapring is thirty. Born in ninety one. Ninety one. We were so I'm I'm still eighteen years older than freshman. Yeah, she, we in were high freshmen school. in high school when she was born. We are old, officially. So Tegas is, is she's an eighties baby. Yeah, she was. She's thirty seven. Yeah. She is, uh, or Ortegas. I think they're they're doing they they like hit Ortegas square. She would be super fun to hang with on shore leave. For anybody. Completely. Like, if you're hanging with Ortega, you are going to have the best time because, she one, you know what I liken her to? We have a friend named Beef, for those of you who don't listen to this cast. Beef is a very no-man-left-behind type of dude. If you go out with him, one, you're going to have a good time, and B, he's not going to let, or two, he's not going to let anybody do anything bad to you or well, anything bad happen to you. as with Ortega, he's the ultimate wingman. Right. Yeah. 
this is just like that. You, nothing will happen. Bad will happen to you. She might mess with you. Do we need she some might, call signs? Or right, yeah. right. She might mess with you. She might screw with you because it's funny. You know, that was, you consider active phaser fire fun? Well, yeah, it was a great time. Like, she won't abandon you and she will get you out of there. Uh, super great. I, I have been thoroughly impressed with this episode. I really have. I think it's probably, in my opinion, the best of the series so far. And one of the best of, of any of the series is just because of the way they interact. It invited you into the world. And I think we learn more about who everybody is in this episode than we have in the other four combined. Well, you've had your character episodes, and I told you last time we had this, we're going to have, you're like, who's next? We had to have a Spock. We had a Spock now. But it wasn't just about Spock. Like, the other ones have just been This was about everybody. Yeah. No, this was so about now everybody. So now they, you have an episode with everyone. And now you get to see, I like it because you get to see how they interact when they're not being in the chair. Right, they're not driving the ship. Those... They're not having a medical emergency. They're all relaxed. This is them playing and learning how someone interacts with like that. Yeah, you get to see how the characters are actually intertwining with each other. Well, that was always some of the best of the Star Trek movies. Right. Is is when they were not or TNG when they were playing poker. Well, yeah, when they were not or or Star Trek in general was when they were not on duty. It was always the best time because you actually got to see them. Like they did an episode in TNG once where uh, they were talking about or they they followed. It was almost lower deckish where they followed like the ensigns and the lieutenants and stuff. And each one of them, they were having a card game just like the senior officers did. And they're like, I bet you Riker sleeps in that uniform. You know, like they had no idea. <laughs> who Riker really was? Because right, he's just the commanding option. He's, that no they, one, he, he's a, they, no one actually knows him. They ever. see him as as completely unapproachable because there's, he's so stratospherically above them in the in the line of duty that they just see him as a uniform. They don't see him, you know, that he's playful and that he's he's very charismatic, and that all they see is the guy who's got to get the job done. Right, and. That's not who you, you see at all. You can't see past the badge. Right. And and that's not who he is at all. He's this dynamic, charismatic character who loves to laugh and he's super cool and, and all that stuff. That's how we know him because that's how we see him every week. Are this we? did a great job of, is that that's La'an? Holy. Wow. They should unbind her hair. I am. Um, uh, Shannon just found a picture. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a little distracted. Y'all carry on without me. <laughs> Shannon just found a picture of La'an, and I don't know where the hell they got this, uh, of the okay, character. It, okay. The, the hair pulled back in tight bun fits the character, though. Yes. But uh, Christina Chong. But she should have a whole episode with her hairs down dang all right so i can't even remember what i was talking about now. oh yeah uh <laughs> yeah y'all carry on so uh shannon's surfing like hot chick pictures it's now. what I, it's a thing it's what i do look I, How I, it, it, well, okay <laughs> you have to admit that this series for star trek has definitely given you lots of opportunity for that though. oh yeah every one of the women on this show are beautiful are drop dead gorgeous but okay, but even let's take a step back to original series. It fits. Yeah, yeah, because everybody know, they, back they, then was. They, they, they didn't. They didn't. You know, they they had. Uh, okay, I won't go so far as to say ugly women, but women who didn't fit the typical standard of beauty on Discovery. Mm-hmm. But on the original series, 
everyone fit into the classic sense of beauty of that time. I would argue that also TNG did the same thing. I mean, there wasn't really a bad looking officer uh, in even in Yara TNG. Was a, I mean, was bad looking. Yara was great. Uh, Deanna and Crusher were great. Uh, Rolaren was one of my favorites. Oh. Oh, yeah. no, they had Ashley Judd hitting on Wesley Crusher at one point. Oh, my oh, God. I, I forgot about I her. I totally forgot about that. Nice pull, sir. Well, she went crazy. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, it's something to be said. I completely, now I can see that, I can see the entire episode now. But I yeah, can you imagine being an 18-year-old Will Wheaton and having Ashley Judd snuggle up to you in an episode? And then going, I don't want to be part of this Star Trek thing anymore. This is crap. I had to suppress wood in my onesie. <laughs> it's really funny to hear him interviewed now, later in life, going, that was the dumbest thing I ever did. <laughs> I love his... his um Cameo? No, I just completely went blank. I'm staring at the picture still. Yeah, do I he, need to move Christina no, Chong off the screen? No, picture right there. <laughs> this is going to be a screensaver for you? <laughs> yes, actually. Janet yes. yes. has now a new girl crush. Ready Room. It's called The Ready Room. The Ready Room, where he interviews about the episodes, and he interviews the cast, and they talk about the shows. So yeah, he's trying to get himself back into Star Trek after he messed it up. <laughs> well, he's back in Picard. Well, I mean, for, like, what, two and a half minutes? That's okay. Something. He does really good on The Ready Room. And I, I, I retweet a lot of this stuff onto our account. So... He does really good episode reviews. Now, I will say that having him show up as uh, uh, Sheldon's nemesis in <laughs> uh, The Big Bang Theory was a just epic choice. It's not the Wesley Crushers. It's the Wesley Crushers. That should be technically the Crushers of Wesley. Shut up, I made the shirts! You know, like it was like the bowling thing, and it's just, it was so good. And then they wrapped... Will Wheaton in with Kevin Smith, and I, just like I haven't got a part for you, Smith, or Wheaton. <laughs> he's like, damn it! Uh, just uh, he's 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 great. I I have always been a Will Wheaton fan. Will Wheaton, uh, fan. Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. Why are you saying it like that? Say it like what? Like what? Like what? Will Wheaton. Uh, it's. I cannot say enough about how brilliantly this particular episode was done i it, honestly I, 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 would... I think somewhere along the line the the writers of this series so far just need an emmy god <laughs> this was just i i thought we were I, I was waiting for the battle episode we got it with the gorn i'm like okay now we can breathe i i don't know how they like they brought fire this week I'm not kidding. Well, you got to have an episode like this after you have an episode like the Gorn. Uh, yes. The only the, the only thing that there's only one thing that could be considered wrong for this is Space the whole, no, it's it's <laughs> the no, well they they fit once again the original uh uniforms. The, they're making Pike too much of a genius. I mean, Kirk pales besides what Pike's been doing. Well, he'll have to mess up eventually. I think that's why everybody, uh, like everybody, felt the loss of Pike because he he was so bright and so good at it. He was a natural leader, and the thing that that gets Pike 
props over anything else is he does what real not managers not people trying to lead not pe- he does what real natural born leaders do he he empathizes with the people around him he he lets his people do their job and gives them the support not orders but the support they need like when was the last time you saw pike give an order he doesn't do that he lets you come to well, that conclusion and it but but the, but pike you know puts these people together and works the way through it Kirk survived as long as he did because he actually did the things that were so crazy that no one else would do. I you like know, how... It, it, whereas Pike actually does these things with thought. Well, yeah, Pike thinks his way out, but it's more finesse. Kirk was all brute force, and he did it himself. Pike lets everybody else do it because it's their job, and they're good at it, and he realizes that. But, well, oh, okay, but you also have to give Spock some credit for managing Kirk. <laughs> well, no, because basically what Jim Spock suddenly figured out was is we've got somebody that if I just give him the right piece of information is going to come up with something crazy to get us out of this. So, it, you, and that's why you always just see Pike, excuse me, uh, Spock in the background going, did you think of this? And all of a sudden it just clicks in Kirk's head and he goes, ooh. Yeah, and everybody in the bridge turns around, looks at him going and you got Sulu going, Okay, I can pilot whatever it is that you want. But, you know, you got to give me a heads up here. Well, yeah, but it was more often than not Scotty, who was really the hero. It's sort of like who is the real hero of Lord of the Rings? Samwise Ganji, right? Uh, The real hero of the Enterprise was was Scotty Scotty. because he managed to hold the Enterprise together doing the crazy physics every week, you know, do the impossible. All right, I've done the impossible, but don't ask me to do it again. Do it again. All right, I've done it again. I mean, that was Scotty. Pike just, he never gets in those situations. And when he does, he's like, hmm. Team, let's work it out. Yeah. he it's, it's more of a finesse approach, and he lets the idea, he doesn't care where a good idea comes from. But He'll bring everybody into the ready room and say, okay, give me options. Right. What do you guys think? This is where we are. And... And even if they're they're hurting and they're having problems and everything, he's more worried about them. He, oh, look, we'll figure out the situation. Are you okay? And that it is so, and that's why it's unbelievable to you, right? Because we don't have those kind of leaders right now. Well, it's like it's <laughs> they like, don't exist. It's like at the end of the episode, he used his empathy. Yeah. Or, or to even, figure out, or even above and beyond that, the right before that, when you know. <laughs> How many times are you going to see the president of the United States break into a U.N. meeting just because the ambassador might be feeling bad and he wants to make sure that they know they're okay? (laughs) And give them a little pep talk so that they can feel good about themselves. And by the way, that was the correct answer. And then they hand him the answer. You know, the the they hand him the answer early in the episode. Right. Our, Our species values empathy above everything else and few know that about us they hand him the answer and it just takes them a while to figure it out even though everyone in the room was present for that explanation pike was the one really trying to figure it out out. yeah was really trying to figure it out because he's really good at putting himself in somebody else's place and saying why would they be angry about this speaking of figuring it out do we know for sure that's who we thought that was that quirk i think it was quirk Boy, it sounded like Quark. 
His mannerisms, his mannerisms were the you mean, same. Too. You mean the actor? Yeah, Armin Shimmerman. Wasn't that huh. one? I don't know. Well, Didn't well, even think about it. Talk to you amongst yourselves. Don't I'll try that. and look it up. <laughs> I'm not gonna lose your picture of Christina Chong. Shannon uh, <laughs> is a net, like smitten now that she's seen her her like smoky smolder. Well, yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> I can't even get past the yeah. I got. I'm just gonna have to look at the picture. I think it was Quirk, which also played in Warehouse 13. Oh uh, yes. Well, mo- most of those actors have bounced around all the different shows in some fashion from the other. I mean, how many Star Trek actors, or I'll rephrase, ancillary Star Trek actors didn't end up on Warehouse 13 in some fashion form or the other? All right, so, well, first of all, Strange New Worlds, just like Warehouse 13, just like Defiance, just like Winona, all of them filmed, well, not one, well, yeah, all of them are filmed in Canada. Winona well, is in Calgary, but all these other shows are in Toronto. So, because yeah, nobody can afford to film in the U.S. Do you anymore. remember the years of Stargate? When did you ever watch Stargate? Uh, not as much as you did. Oh my goodness! Okay, so just like on Warehouse 13, when you're going back and you're watching these episodes, you could say, "Oh, I know that person. I know that person. They played in this." After watching Winona and then going back and watching Warehouse 13, which came out way before it, I'm like, oh, my God, there's this person, there's this person. And then you go back and you watch, there's this person from Lost Girl. I mean, so they all had the same kind of, I think they all tried out for the same episodes. But there was a lot of people that when you watch Stargate, now, you would Lost see. Now, Lost Girl was a series that should have gone much further than it did. Yes, it, it should have. Not only that, though, I think the only mistake was is the fact that that was on sci-fi and not HBO, and they couldn't do it the way it should have been done. You know, don't get me started on sci-fi. <laughs> if it you was, know how I feel about sci-fi. No, don't. Don't be great. Look, it, yes, below, but, it but, spawned but your show, put, girl. If they had put Lost Girl on HBO, it would have been part of the list of it's not porn, it's just HBO. Right. Yeah, that's very true. Hey, but you know what? Well, that's because you had the creator or the showrunner for that for Lost Girl was also the showrunner for Winona, so Emily Andrus. So I mean, you see a lot of the similarities of what how the boundaries they pushed on well, that show. The, the fact that we haven't seen uh, Lost Girl's uh, sidekick in anything else is actually tragic. Actually, she's in lots of things. The blonde. She is. No, not not the blonde. Not, oh, not her lover, oh, her the young girl. The young girl. Yes. She was in... Okay, can we talk for a moment? When you have somebody like a Faye Succubus out there, why is it that people expect her to be able to hold a, reg- a standard regular relationship? A bi-succubus. No, but, but at the same time, she's a succubus. She actually has to survive on sexual energy. How are you expecting her to have a standard, average, everyday monogamous relationship? And then why are you getting angry with her? Because she can't. First of all, I would never be angry with her. Of course <laughs> okay. you wouldn't. That would not be you, something. You just got to make sure you provide and she that, won't have to stray. That would not occur to me. Yes, but, but, but everybody that she dated got very upset with the fact that she wasn't, couldn't, like, she literally physically couldn't be, man, be monogamous. It's not Personally, love, babe. It's just it's just food, babe. <laughs> yeah, I I think it was just a, a a mechanism to to create controversy with it to just keep prodding people and and getting their. It their was a great well, series. By the hey, way, uh, hey, our Armin Shimmerman is not no, credited for. Yeah, uh, no, I. Um, but the fact that nobody ever looked at her and somebody else in bed and have her say, "I was just out to dinner." 
<laughs> it's just it's just food, babe. It's okay. Just, it's just food. Just had a feed. I'd have just been. Well, and you didn't bring any for me. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what, you what's cool is that because it, it's the same family at the Winona Earp conventions, both of the characters from Lost Girl are always there. Zoe and Anna Silk, they were at the con that I went to back in April. They Aww. they were at the con that they just had this past week, last weekend. So because, again, Emily Andres is the show creator for those two shows. So she brings, and both of them have been star guests inside of Winona series. Zoe Palmer played a pretty good bad guy. She played Jolene. Jolene. Okay, we can, we can hear your start. voice getting all. We can hear your voice getting all misty. Jolene. Don't start and don't tell. <laughs> no, don't tell. Oh come on. No. All right. Okay. So we have discovered that Cork was not in fact in the show. No, I I swore it was, but uh, he is not credit. If it was, they he they have not credited him on IMDb for that part. So. Uh, it just he sure was. Like him a it lot. sure did. He he talked the same mannerisms as Cork in some cases too. So uh, I don't know, but um, it doesn't say it was. Although he was Phi Dan in Mass Effect, which I just didn't know that. And also, that Jake, awesome. going back to what we were talking about a while ago, how many Star Trek people did have you seen being filmed inside of Warehouse 13? There was like five, oh, a ton of them, five or six of them. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well. Um, Artie I mean, but, and but, but, I mean, uh, hell, I mean, Artie was was a Star Trek guy. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's where uh, he met Brett Spiner. The uh, well, wasn't Brett Spiner in the actual? He in was. The show? Yeah. Brother, brother, eight. Okay. And brother then, Adrian. Um, no. Yep. Uh, the guy who was on Benson, he played the shapeshifter. Yep. He should, he's on it. Yeah. Um, Clayton, why am I forgetting his Clayton name? Indicott the third. On you Benson. had Kate Milgrew. Yes. Well. I cannot remember his name, but he was in the the first movie with Pine. He played well, the captain. I mean, the, uh, one of the, um, the elders or whatever right they called them, the board of directors, was uh, originally was for BSG. Mm-hmm. Yes, Valdez. So, so all of these guys, all these people, have bounced around all these sci-fi shows. Yeah, and Kate Milgrew played Pete's mom. Uh, oh, was... and you had Seven of Nine. Yep. She was his ex-wife. Mm-hmm. Oof. Lots of Star Trek people. Oof. That's right. I forgot that Jerry Ryan was his ex-wife. Oh man! See, it's great to all film in Toronto because there you are. I don't know, man. This is this has just been my favorite episode. As we go in down Sci-Fi Lane. <laughs> well, there's. Well, I'm just sitting here thinking that Jerry Ryan just needs to be in far more TV shows than yeah. she is. Well, I I cannot disagree. Uh, first of all, she is an incredible, Seven of Nine is an incredible character. Second, beautiful actress. Jerry Ryan is a national treasure. Uh, and honestly, I, I, I wish she could have done, we, uh, she was in one of, she saved DS9. Honestly, I think she saved DS9. Now it got better. Mean. Oh, I'm sorry, Voyager. Voyager. I am sorry. That is is misquoted. (laughs) I'm like, don't make me disagree. I like her, but nothing could have saved DS9. DS9 was super. DS9 was way more popular than Voyager. Way more popular. I give you that. Uh, You just didn't happen to like it for some reason. DS9 had Major Kira in it. She was a complete badass. And Dax. And Dax. And Worf. But, yeah, no. 
I even like Dr. Bashir. And Nog's junk was a running joke throughout the entire <laughs> thing. I mean, that poor kid, I don't, like, he was hung like a moose in a really tight onesie. <laughs> it, was, it was, like, out there. I don't know. I never could get into it. Okay. I do have to say that putting him in the Starfleet was actually a thing of genius. Oh, yeah. You know, j- just because the fact that he didn't grow up in that atmosphere. So even when they, like, put him on the uh, the bridge, why are you putting him on the bridge? Well, I need somebody to do the communication. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, that's great. Why me? Well, those big ass ears are going to hear things when they, when <laughs> when the bridge starts to explode. <laughs> what? The bridge is going to explode. <laughs> I, I it was it was really uh, it was a good series, babe. It really was. But yeah. Jerry Ryan saved. I will give Voyager. you that, like most of these things, it actually took a couple of seasons to take off. Once they added the Dominion War into the whole concept, it was good. It, it it actually became very very good. Prior to that, I will admit it had some issues, but then again, the first couple of seasons of TNG, TNG had yeah. issues. Yeah. The first couple of seasons of Voyager had issues until they got rid of Kess and added seven and nine. Um, the 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 first Ain't couple of true. episodes of the first couple of years of Enterprise had issues to the point where it disappeared. Um, yeah, Enterprise was good. Enterprise. Was I did good. like watching that one. That was I look to Paul. Mm. Well, it, it was nice to see humanity out in space prior to honestly creating all of the Starfleet ideals. <laughs> yeah, when Archer just comes back and he needs information and he just airlocks a guy. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, that's not a move Picard would have Sounds ever like done. Something I would have done. Yeah. <laughs> and he just didn't care. He's like, look, you're gonna, I need the information and you're going to tell me or I'm going to kill you slowly. And you're like... I think he means this. He's not bluffing. <laughs> it isn't like a cool Picard trick where he's putting him in stasis. No, 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 no. Archer's going to kill so you. That would be another one on the list that we didn't tell our guy earlier. Enterprise is is a good Star Trek. I I think you start with like you know stuff. You and I. I mean, a lot of them. You really have to invest in a couple of seasons worth. Right. You can't just watch one. Yeah. So, but you can just start watching Picard. And and Enterprise, what I will say is that Enterprise was just getting good. I mean, it, it, it 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 was pretty good, but it was just getting really good when they pulled the plug on it. Yeah, it's just that, that I don't think be, the viewership was ready for it. Well, that that last season where they had just started to pull they pull the well, they had just you know they're in the process of doing the whole uh, existential crisis to the galaxy. Uh, you know, they where you spent the most of the season with the Enterprise in pieces. That's uh, you fantastic. Know. Oh, it, it was it was excellent, and it, once again, you've got Starfleet out there with one ship. Yeah, that was a bad idea. Well, it was all they had. Somebody didn't think that one through. And they had to get the Vulcans to help them with it. I mean, that's why T'Pol was there. Did, she was their babysitter. They didn't want to. Yeah. They didn't well, want to. They just had to. Well, it, 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 and it was the uh, the whole idea of, okay, guys, we are going to go out there whether you help us or not. Star charts would be nice, but if you, we just have to point ourselves in a direction to hit the warp drive, we will. And they're like, mm. point in any direction, right? And so, and then you had the whole trip into Paul thing. I mean, it was, it it took a while to get there. I think with Strange New Worlds, it's not taking a while. We no, have fantastic there. episodes already. Like, I well, would so, consider so, three of the five we have excellent. 
well, somewhere along the line, someone was smart enough to look at what's go- what's worked and what hasn't and create a good show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's it for sure. I don't. I don't know where they're going to go from here because I think you said they had ten episodes this season. That that's what that's what was listed as on IMDb was ten episodes. So we're halfway through. Man, I mean, I'm hoping they didn't figuratively kind of blow their wad uh, on this <laughs> on this episode because it was, for all intents and purposes, flawless to me. I don't think they have. I think there's still plenty to show. I hope so because this was so. Good. This episode was so. We did not have an episode this good in TNG until like season three or four. Well, well, I, actually, not even this good. I mean, uh, I would well, put this I mean, up there's, against there, some of the there's, best. There's a couple of things that are, are that are there to be done if they choose. I mean, we're just at the end of a war with the Klingons. You know, we. I mean, it's only been done for about a year at this point. So that there's always like diplomatic issues that can happen there. Um, you still have uh, they're mentioning that the Romulans are starting to poke around. So that's still a possibility. You know, there's a lot of things out there that they could still be doing. Not only that, but I still think that somewhere along the line, we're going to run into the Gorn again. Well, they are definitely setting them up as the. Uh the bad guys uh there's you know we we were talking to i've been talking to a couple other people uh offline about this because i won't shut up about it and everybody who's a significant star you know star wars star trek sci-fi fan all called the gorn the reavers it's that's what i it's, every one of that's them that's immediately did. what i thought and of. i was like yeah you know shannon it. called that a couple of weeks ago she's like yep they're the reavers you know and oh. it gives you the same kind of anticipation and the fear and then and then well, even even if you haven't gone into, even if you're a diehard Trekkie, Trekker, whatever the term is these days, and you don't do any other sci-fi, you if, if nothing else, you're going to look at the Gorn and say they're the antithesis to the Borg. You've got this big, scary something coming at you that you don't know what it is. You don't know how to stop it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's... Which it's... is the same kind of fear that you had when you were learning about the Reavers. Which was speaking off topic, Reavers? What were you telling me the other day that they're making a reboot? Yeah, Firefly? they're they're uh, they're uh, attempting to make a reboot of Firefly. Firefly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you're going to hit that lightning in the bottle again. Probably not, but it has uh, a it, chance of finding new. You know, when you have well, reboots like that, people who loved it automatically normally hate it because it's not the same characters. But it can um, happen. Okay, for example, they're talking about rebooting Babylon 5. I think that could work It's a, if they do it right, just the fact that it was a good concept with bad execution. The thing with Firefly is what made that good was the characters. Yes. That's, I mean, that's what it was, the interactions between those characters. If you don't hit that lightning in the bottle again, it fails immediately. Yeah. I think it has a pretty good chance of failing, but again, you would have to find the new fans that probably haven't seen Firefly before. That's where it's going to be. I mean, how do you do Mal again? How do you do Jane again? How do you do Zoe? How do you do uh, Kaylee? You can't. 
That's yeah. like all these times you hear them talk about Xena reboots. You can't do a Xena reboot without like, the, without Lucy. You guys have no imagination. They actually, I, actually, I think you could get away with doing a Xena reboot without Lu- Lucy Liu. Uh, Lucy Lawless. To be, um, Lucy Liu. Oh wow, I went way off on that. Yeah, one, that was a I? little off, but it's okay. It's fine. <laughs> I got you. I got you. I I'm here you for you. That. Not not only that, but it's actually long enough ago that you have the opportunity to create a completely new audience. Absolutely, and and really, you yeah, guys. That's true. All you, the fans were like me. Were old. They did Battlestar Galactica, and and it was. Way better. Okay, I give well, you that. No, but, the but new BSG that, but, was but awesome. Even, but even Battlestar Galactica, you had what thirty years? Yeah. And in in this terms, when did Firefly come out? Two thousand two. Ish. Uh, two thousand two, <laughs> exactly on the dot. So it has been twenty years. It has been 20 years since that came out. Dude. That's about long enough. Great way guys. to make me feel old now. Yeah. Um, but, but but once again, you can replace Dirk Benedict. You can replace who, whatever the name of the guy who played Apollo was, even though they brought him <laughs> back. Um, th- those are people who are, you know, they had an interesting interaction, but it wasn't the chemistry that you had in Firefly. If you don't get that chemistry back, that particular show fails. Uh, I I get it, and I think you're right, but it failed the first time too, because they didn't understand it. And I I know that it it to us it's unfathomable because we're such big fans, right? But I was a huge fan of BSG too, and they fixed it, and they and they they made it, they improved yeah, they upon it. it in in almost every way. The reason we can't fathom replacing somebody like Mal or Jewel State or or any any of that cast is because they're so beloved to us and we enjoy their interactions. That's true. The reason That's we true. can't yeah do it is because we don't know who's out there. There could be somebody absolutely I will, perfect. I, I I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm saying it's unlikely. Like I think it would be hard to find them to do a Stargate reboot without. Sam Carter without Amanda Tapping, but they could, and it's been long enough. They did other Star Stargate spinoffs, and they, that's all they'd have to do. They'd have to just change one point. It doesn't yeah. have to be a one-to-one conversion. It doesn't have to be. Just like they're doing Star Trek, the original series now, they just changed one thing, the timeline, which meant we get to juxtapose a bunch of characters, keep some the same, update it and it works i mean we're reviewing where this cast is predicated on on the idea that you can do a successful restart or reboot with some slight modifications and i i i think you could do it i know what you're saying though if they screw up firefly again like cancel it the first nine well, episodes. Well, actually, not, not even actually, that, but not make actually, it the best right. Way to put it, the best way to put it is, is as you said, they didn't know what they had the first time around. Yeah, I'm not a hundred percent sure that they still know why it did what it, why it became what it became afterwards, and know and how to go back and get that. Well, even though Joss Whedon is not involved, At and all. they are not doing the same. Like they've already said, we're not doing the same stories that that they had. That's not going to be a complete one to one remix, you know, because that's death. 
You can't because you'd constantly be comparing. If you copy it and try to do exactly the same character, exactly the same storylines, then it it fails. It absolutely fails. The only way you can do that is when everybody else who enjoyed the first one is dead. Right? That's when you can redo something like that. Uh, It's they. You can recycle something when everybody who enjoyed it when when the message becomes lost in time, then you can do it a one for one. You know what I would actually really enjoy to watch in that universe? I would have loved to have watched the lead up to the Civil War. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, if or or give give me books backstory. I think we got a little bit of it, but but I but, but just something of that nature, something well, that leads yeah, like on a to prequel House. to the Broncos. I would have loved to have seen Mal before he was broken. Before he was jaded completely. Yeah, I mean he was he was actually and. A lot of people, uh, our friend Starpi just really hates it when I say this, but Mal was kind of a bully on his. No, oh, absolutely. He was he was an excellent leader in the thick of it, like in the in the middle of the thick of it. You want Mal, but all the rest of the times he was kind of a bully to, all to everybody. All the rest of the times you wanted Zoe. You wanted Zoe, you know, or or somebody like that. So he wasn't. He was a great leader in the clutch, right? When when there when was a war. The yeah, when it hit the fan, you need, you want Mal. Well, but but see, I, I'll actually argue with you on that one. Mal, I don't think, was a bully. Do you know what Mal was? Mal was everybody's big brother. Kind you know how your big brother can mess with you, but no one else can? I was the big brother, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, 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 do you see, but do you see what I'm saying? I don't, you know, your big brother may have bullied you. but He did he bully was, you. But but he was your big brother, and no one else messed with you. That doesn't matter. You're still a bully. True. I mean, you're still a bully. True, I, I, but there's affection there. You're an affectionate bully, but you're a bully, you know? <laughs> I never, like, it's, I, I react badly to that part of it, but uh, you're right. I mean, he did love his crew, and he did, he would die for any one of his crew. Yeah, if, if you're part of my crew, you know, I'm the only one who can mess with you. The rest of the world can, you know... Screw all. Suck it. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, but the, but the, the worst part about it is, is that and it's another part that I get in life is the moment you were no longer, as far as he was concerned, one of his crew. You're gone. Yeah. I mean, he, he as, as you said, he almost airlocked Jane because he thought Jane wasn't going to be part of his crew anymore. Yeah. Uh, and uh, honestly, the the part of it for for any reboot is how successfully can you do you have a story to tell and if you do do you care enough about the characters and can you cast them correctly enough with people who not only care about the characters themselves but are able to put forth that vision right well i'll say that's a tough than that point of who is doing it right now considering the fact of what we're watching with star trek i'd say paramount could do it Man, they're doing Paramount a really good job with Picard and, and not so much with the last version of Discovery, but Picard and Strange I, New Worlds are – and Lower I, Decks are good. I still say that as much as I agree with you on Season 3 of Discovery and the beginning of Season 4, they pulled Season 4 together at the end. Mm, I think I they realized mm. what they did wrong. Somewhere along the line, somebody looked at it and went – I didn't finish so, Season 3. So, so somewhere along the line, somebody looked around and went, "Yeah, we're going. We went overboard. Let's end we're a couple pull of these storylines." Yeah. <laughs> oh, they, I, I mean, yeah. they, I mean, they literally threw people off the ship real fast. 
Yeah, I have not witnessed the dialing back of Discovery. I knew at one point uh, reruns of iCarly were getting better ratings than <laughs> than uh, than Star Trek Discovery. Oh, 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 oh and I understand completely. I mean, first of all, I think they did the right thing by finally just going ahead and making Burnham captain. They should have done that a while ago. Um, yeah, yank but, Tilly out of first office. You cannot spot. have. Well, no, she, but she's off the ship altogether. Yeah. Uh, well, it's look. You can't go from ensign to XO. Like it doesn't. Like that's not how that works. Okay. It's you can't jump four ranks and just expect everybody to go. Yay! You're our favorite. Here's a cake. You're XO. Like no, that's <laughs> not how the military works. Okay. Look, I've never been in the military, but I know it doesn't work like that. Okay. Well, they, they 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 posited the fact that she was the only one who didn't actually have a place, and everyone needed to stay in their place since they only had so many people there to be there. That's still not how the military works. Oh, I didn't say it was a good idea. <laughs> they, jump, they don't jump you four grades. I didn't say it was a good idea. I'm just saying that's what they posited. It was a good idea. Hell, this the first time did. the first the first time they gave her the chair, the first thing she does is surrender the enterprises. I mean, the only thing you could have done worse was let Deanna drive. Okay, now I liked I liked Tilly in the chair, briefly. I mean, I liked the I liked episode. I like Evil Tilly. I liked Evil Tilly. Oh, Tilly okay, was okay. Evil Tilly was the great comic relief. I loved Tilly. Evil loved Tilly her. was sexy as hell. I liked her evil Tilly, but the black outfit she's in. Oh yeah, no, it's all it's all good, and just being mean to everybody was but, quite sexy. And, and I know supposedly she's getting her own show, but getting rid of evil Michelle Yeoh was oh ugh. yeah. Do you know I've heard that rumor so many times, and I don't, I don't think you're going to get a black badge. I, I don't know. There's I think if you're going to spend money, put it in Strange New Worlds. That's amazing. That's I'd amazing. love to see Evil Michelle Yeoh show back up in there. Can we just bring her on to Strange New Worlds? That'd be amazing. Right there. Didn't she go with her daughter? I don't remember. Mm, no, she, she she went back to her universe. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you're right. Therefore, she couldn't make an evil appearance. Yeah, that's stretching it. But yeah, you could do it. Well, I mean, Black Badge in general is stretching it. But they uh, they might have just wrote her out of the universe. I don't know. I liked that, that storyline. But she was awesome. She's awesome in anything she does. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But she uh, was particularly awesome in, in this one. She was. She was. Uh, so, with that uh, blazing episode <laughs> of uh, episode five, Spock Amok, this, this was fantastic. I cannot... And our sci-fi Stress. ramblings. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, that's what, what happens we, when you get sci-fi people together. It's what we do. We're all geeks of sci-fi. Uh, I would, you know, I would say I'd love to talk to Jess Bush about this, but I'd probably just, like, giggle and go, I love you. Um, hey, I, I would know things about that, so. Like, look, the one time I met, like, the girl of my dreams, which was Cindy Crawford, I forgot my own name. You forgot your name. Yeah. <laughs> that's I, like, I, I have two words for you, Aaron Gray. Seriously, she was in the room with us, and he and he couldn't speak. I could not speak with her. Yeah, Aaron Gray was like my my first sexual awakening person, and I just I remember looking, gazing upon her. She was like what, fifteen feet from me? I mean, not far. And I lost the ability to speak, and there was no line. Shannon's like, go talk to her. You've loved her forever. Like, go talk to her. And I was like, uh, uh, I gotta go. <laughs> I half peed myself that's, on the way to the bathroom. That's how, like, everyone who's ever listened to me in the podcast, they know the story, but oh my God, how embarrassing it was when I finally met Jamie Murray. 
I love you. I love you. That's all I could get out. And then I come out and Sean's like, what do you think? I'm like, shh, he smelled really good. But I couldn't, I couldn't get anything out. You did better with Kat Burrell. Oh, yes. She calls you the tattoo girl now. She did. I got a tattoo of her face on my arm because, I mean, I'm that kind of That's what it took girl. to spark a conversation with Kat Burrell and Shannon. I'll get your tattoo or your face tattooed on my arm. That way we'll have something to talk and about. She loved it. And then when I met her again, and she's like, hey, tattoo girl. But, yeah, Jamie Murray, my first time meeting her. She's very British, very posh, talking to you. Oh, my God. I forgot my name. She does name. have that Cambridge accent. I forgot my name. I'm sitting next to her. She put her arm around me. I'm like, I love you. That's all I can get out. Did you sploosh? A little bit, didn't you? Probably. <laughs> With Kat, probably too. Because I saw her four times in like two days. It was amazing. All right, so uh, <laughs> thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Uh, we will see you uh, next time with episode six. I uh, this is this. I, I can't imagine it's going to be better than this episode, but I hope it. I hope it's as good. I hope it's as good. And if it's not as good, it should be the rest of the season. Just, I'm going to go just like what we just had. I'm not kidding. I've seen episode five three times now. I'm going to go watch it again. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You have been home all day long. I've been home. Yeah. I've been working from home all day. <laughs> so, yeah. I've seen it three times. Once with you, twice for myself. I'm going to see it a fourth time before I go to bed. It's great. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you know you're just going to fast forward to the uh, chapel parts. God, yes. I seriously, we've got, you got to create me something with Star Trek bingo. <laughs> I need it. I need it. Like, I need air. I remember when we made Defiance Monopoly. That didn't go anywhere. It went pretty far with people that I knew. I mean, <laughs> with where, people that I knew. Where'd you think it was going to go? Spent twelve how, hours on it. <laughs> six you, people but, got a copy. But come on, I mean, how are we going to distribute that? We didn't think that far ahead. Online. There was a lot of people. The people that listen to us all the time. Etsy. Etsy. <laughs> See, there now we have that. Yeah, I don't Make, think we had I mean, Etsy in the. But you have years. a red bubble. Yeah, but you know, I don't know. Sold. 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 I don't think it's sold. Come on. Oh, and uh, I'll bring up one last thing before we go, just because I know Sean and I talked about it in between, but um, I, I think we are done with Kirk. Yeah. I don't I, think he's he, coming he's back. Only on, he's only on IMDb for two episodes. And, and we've, we've seen him in seen two. seen both two episodes. Yeah, so he, he was a the... soft red shirt. Yeah, I think he was a red shirt. He was a he was. If he doesn't come back this season, I'm going to qualify him as a as a quasi red shirt. He was a soft red shirt. Yeah, yeah, a full red, <laughs> a full red shirt. They, they really haven't. They, somewhere along the line, we really do need a red shirt thing in this season. It has to be there. <laughs> they've done him? they've done everything else. Hell, they brought out the green wraparound captain shirt. They have to do a right. About the battle music, they they're, they're doing everything right, everything right, all of it. So we've got to have a red shirt. Somewhere. Yeah, no. At some point, they need to go somewhere, and somebody sit there and go, Pike, who's left, and he's got to say something in the nature of, "Well, everyone wearing a red shirt is dead." I mean, we've had seven crewmen killed in the in the explosion. You know, when they were fighting the Gorn. So I mean, we've had some people die, but, but they not, weren't red shirt not security going down. Proper red shirts. Right, you got to well, be security. The, the, you got to be down. There hasn't been a proper red shirt away team yet. Right. You know, like we're, everybody's a main character except for Steve. And Steve is going to have a horrible day. He's going to die screaming. Right. That's that's the one Star Trek bingo that I haven't seen 
in Strange New Worlds. Because we got almost everything. The green wraparound shirt. We got the Gorn. We got people with shirts off. We got the music. We've got... We've had... Almost everything here, okay? We have... The only thing I can even think of... We've had a space battle. We've had photon torpedoes. The only thing we haven't had, and I think you guys are right about this, is we haven't had a proper red shirt death. Uh, and, oh, we also haven't had a giant space creature try to eat the Enterprise. <laughs> or a gigantic snowflake, so, yeah. Yeah, you know. Well, the, the snowflake counts as a gigantic space creature. Uh, I would say that counts as a, as a space creature, but... There's there's got to be one of those, but I mean we're we're doing really good. I mean this one ticked a bunch of boxes, yes. no pun intended, with the Star Trek bingo or the Enterprise bingo. But gotta have bingo, babe. But but I will admit it is kind of interesting to see where they go from here. Star Trek bingo. <laughs> I'm not doing Star Trek bingo. Nobody wants Star Trek bingo. I want Star Trek bingo. And that's you all that don't matters. count. It's all it's all that counts. <laughs> You oh. live with me. It's all that counts. <laughs> okay. So maybe he got to pring on you. Uh-huh. <laughs> Logical? Oh, yeah. That'll be that'll be fun. <laughs> anyway, we got... Well, that wouldn't be fun at all, actually. We, yeah, no, yeah. I'd love to see you do that. So we got five episodes left, at least in theory, and uh, we, will, we can't wait for them. So we will see you guys next time. Bye, guys. This has been an episode of the Strange New Worlds Fancast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being with us. If you'd like to hear more shows like this one, you can find us at strangenewworlds.podbean.com for more podcasts on Strange New Worlds. If you'd like to contact us, you can hit us up via email at strangenewworldsfancast at gmail.com or on Twitter at trek underscore worlds. We are a part of the Lone Wolf Podcast Network. And to hear more of this cast and other casts like it, you can check us out at lonewolfpodcasts.com. Once again, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.